from NBC5 and the Dallas Morning News, this is the Lone Star Politics Podcast. I'm Chris Blake. As the calendar flips to December, we're just weeks away from the start of Texas's 87th legislative session. As we look ahead, Julie Fine takes a look at the presumptive speaker, and Democratic Representative Chris Turner talks to Julie and Gromer Jeffers about the upcoming session. It was well documented after the November 3rd election that Democrats fell short in their quest to flip Texas. One of the party's top targets, especially in a year when new district maps will be drawn, was the Texas House of Representatives. After picking up 12 seats in the 2018 midterms, Democrats needed nine more to flip the state's lower chamber. Republicans, who in some cases admitted to being caught off guard two years ago, were ready this year and held their ground. So, Democrats will enter the 2021 legislative session in the minority again. That means Republicans will be in the position to select the Speaker of the House. The Speaker for the 2019 session, Dennis Bonin, did not seek re-election after a secret recording was leaked. Filling that opening is Republican Dade Phelan, a Beaumont representative who appears to have enough backing to rise to the position in January. Here's Julie Fine on the priorities of a Phelan-led House. In the Capitol, Representative Dade Phelan of Beaumont announced he had the votes from both parties to become the next Speaker of the Texas House. We will come together to face a budget deficit, COVID-19, redistricting, next session together. And at the top of the agenda, a work group to look at and make safety recommendations for the upcoming session during the COVID-19 pandemic. Dallas Representative John Turner is part of the 10-member bipartisan group. But I certainly think uh, questions of uh, remote meetings uh, for committees, uh, possibly proxy voting on, on the floor of the House, uh, testing for members and staff, all of that I assume is going to be discussed and is going to be on the table. Turner thinks there may not be full galleries for the public or large groups coming to meet with representatives, but they will work on access. We need to find a way to make sure that we are allowing public access and participation as is required by law, but doing it safely. Representative Matt Krause talked about the upcoming session on Lone Star politics. He agrees there need to be precautions. I think we can put in protocols. I think we can be safe. And I think we can allow uh, the public to continue to be part of the process. After all, uh, it's the people's house. We work for them. They don't work for us. Legislators have about two months to make their decisions. The session begins on January 12th. Democrat Chris Turner of Arlington was just elected to a fifth term in the state's 101st district. The district map runs along State Highway 360 from just south of Interstate 30 all the way to South Grand Prairie near Joe Pool Lake. Turner talks to Julian Gromer about the presumptive speaker, redistricting, and starting a session during the COVID-19 pandemic. We just heard a little bit about Representative Dade Phelan. What type of speaker do you envision him being? Well, I, I look forward to working with uh, the presumptive speaker. I, I think that um, he has stressed in his public comments so far that, and in conversations with members, that he wants uh, the House to focus on the very serious issues we're facing as a state, and that's uh, the pandemic uh, and uh, the, the ensuing uh, budget complications we have because of uh, revenue shortfalls uh, in Texas, how we continue to pay for essential services such as public education, health care, and other things. Uh, and then, of course, redistricting next year as well. So, so there's no shortage of things to do. Uh, I think you know, the presumptive speaker is not going to have much of a honeymoon. I think we've got to all dive right in 
uh, and get to work because we have a lot of work in front of us. So, Representative, I know you would have rather chosen a speaker from the Democratic Party ranks, but given that Democrats didn't take control of the House as you had hoped, what can you accomplish and how can you accomplish your objectives in a Republican-controlled legislature? Sure. Well, you're right, Gromer. We you know, certainly uh, would have preferred had uh, Democrats won a majority this year, but that was not to be. Uh, but look, I, we, our caucus uh, comes back very strong and in a very strong position. There are 67 uh, Democrats in the House uh, today, and there will be again next session. And uh, I think that we proved last session in 2019 uh, that Democrats can have an outsized impact on public policy in the state. You look at public school finance reform that we passed last session, all those were Democratic ideas that made it into, into the final legislation. Um, if you look at uh, what our members have been able to advance in terms of criminal justice reform, um, uh, health care policies, uh, and other areas of state uh, government, uh, Democratic members of the House have been extraordinarily effective, even operating in the minority. Uh, and so I have no doubt that we will continue to be effective on those issues and others that are important to our constituents. As you head back in January, what's the top priority? Does it need to be COVID-19? Absolutely. It, it is COVID-19. And, and, Julie, I, I think there's three main uh, legs to that stool, if you will. Uh, one, first and foremost, is the health care response. Uh, we've had tens of thousands of Texans uh, die over a million cases uh, of COVID-19 in Texas. We've got to get the public health aspect of COVID-19 under control. And that ought to start now, not wait until the legislative session. Uh, we need Governor Abbott to, to, to take action now. Uh, but secondly is the economic impact. We have, fortunately, uh, very high unemployment, uh, with millions having filed for unemployment because of the, the economic records that COVID-19 has caused. We have to address that, help business and individuals get back on their feet. Thirdly is the state budget. We have a tremendous... Uh, uh, budget shortfall uh, due to uh, due to uh, uh, the the, rev the the COVID-19 and the impact on the state budget, lack of the declining revenue uh, that we've seen this last year. So we have to address that as well. We got to deal with all three challenges. So, Representative, you just outlined a, a number of broad topics uh, underneath the COVID banner. The governor has broad power with executive orders. What exactly? Uh, can the legislature do within its power to, to impact the course of this pandemic? Well, I think there's several things, uh, Gromer. Uh, first, I think in terms of health care, we need to expand Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. Uh, Texas already had an unacceptably high level of uninsured uh, citizens, nearly uh, uh, 5 million Texans without health insurance. That's gotten worse during this pandemic. Uh, because so many people have lost their jobs, unfortunately. We need to expand Medicaid uh, to bring more people under, under health care. We can also do some things like ex extend uh, coverage in the existing Medicaid and CHIP programs for, uh, primarily for women and for children. Um, and, and we need to have a more robust uh, public health infrastructure in this state. We've had myriad problems this whole year just in understanding the data, uh, how many cases there actually are. We have uh, counties sending in uh, faxed, uh, handwritten notes about COVID cases. Uh, we can't have that kind of outdated system in, uh, the, in, the, in the 21st century. So the legislature needs to step up and, and take action on those issues. But Representative, expand, Medicaid expansion has been a non-starter with the Republican-controlled legislature and uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. What will be different this time? 
Well, I hope that uh, two things are, are different. One, just the sheer number of people without health insurance and, and therefore without health care in our state. Uh, that's really been laid bare by this pandemic. And two, the financial crisis we're facing. We could draw down several billion dollars a year in federal funding uh, that would help ease the, the, uh, the strain on our state budget uh, if we expand Medicaid. So I hope that's that will be incentive to my Republican colleagues to take action. You know, Representative John Turner talked about this a little bit earlier. How do you think, and as did Matt Krause, Representative from Fort Worth, how do you think the legislature should conduct business in the midst of a pandemic? Sure. Julie, uh, it's, an, it's an ongoing topic of discussion uh, amongst uh, Democrats and Republicans in the, in the House. And uh, I think I, I heard uh, the comments from my colleagues, and I agree with, with those comments. Uh, the process has to be open to the public and available, accessible to the public in some way. I think clearly we can't have the same number of people in the building as we've had probably in the past, uh, given, given the ongoing pandemic. But it has to be accessible to the public. I hope we'll take advantage of technology and have uh, uh, more virtual uh, participation in committee hearings and things like that. Uh, and we have to observe social distancing. That is challenging in the Capitol, but it can be done. And so we just have to ensure that people um, uh, are able to participate safely. That's members, staff, and the public, and the press, uh, with, with, and, and do it in a socially uh, distant way that's safe. Representative, uh, this is a redistricting year. Uh, you're a veteran of many redistricting wars. How do you expect the legislature to approach redistricting this time? And I know is, there may, could be a special session because of the census data that you need to get in time to make decisions. Sure. Well, Gromer, I, I, I think that uh, this will be a redistricting session unlike others uh, in that we uh, don't know exactly when we'll get the census data for one. You know, usually we get it around the beginning of March, um, and, and that may well be uh, pushed back this year because of the delay in completing the census. And I think we don't, in my mind anyway, we don't have a definitive answer yet from Washington when that, when we'll actually get that data. Um, but, you know, I think that the most important thing uh, is that we, that we complete the redistricting process the right way. That means drawing the maps fairly. They have to fairly reflect the tremendous population growth we have seen in our state, growth that is uh, primarily uh, overwhelmingly driven by uh, uh, people of color. Uh, it is African-American community, Hispanic community, and the Asian community that is, that is driving the growth in Texas. It was more than 90 percent of the growth in the last decade. I think it will be similar in this most recent decade. Uh, and the new maps should reflect that. So we're going to uh, insist on fair maps, and, uh, and hopefully uh, the legislature will, will arrive at fair maps with the people of Texas. Thanks to Representative Chris Turner for joining the show this week. Stay up to date on everything related to Texas politics at NBCDFW.com slash Lone Star Politics. We'll talk to you next week.